Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host for the podcast, Santino Tejas. And uh, first and foremost, again, I want to thank everybody that's uh, stuck around or returned to continue to listen to what it is that I have to say. And if you're a new listener, thanks for uh, stopping by and checking me out. And I hope you find this podcast entertaining, informative, and, and opinionated. And if you know of anybody else after listening to this podcast, if you think you know of anyone that might uh, like this podcast as well and find it informative, entertaining, and and uh, full of prerogative, please, you know, by all means, you know, uh, pass along. You know, uh, last week when I uploaded, I had announced that we had hit our 1,000th listen or listener or hit, or I don't know how you say it in this in, this, in the biz here, but, uh, you know, and I continue to grow. You know, the dashboard has a ticker, so to say, which tells you how many uh, how many hits you've had, you know, throughout a day. And, um, you know, now that I've hit 1,000, I guess it's not going to tell me until I hit the next 1,000, until I'm at 2,000. So, you know, continue to listen and, and, and thank everybody and all your repeat listeners. Um, again, don't forget, you can find these uh, episodes at allthingsmedicalassistant.com, my blog that's dedicated to this podcast. And there you can leave a comment, concern, question, and I will address it at the next podcast. Now, if anybody has left a comment, concern, I've not received it, or I've not, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I've not gotten back to you, my apologies. I'm I'm having some technical difficulties, or well, rather some um uh, IT difficulties or whatever with my mail accounts. I'm trying to get this cleared up. So, but rest assured, just continue to try and get a hold of me, and we'll we'll address it. Okay. So, you know, this 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 past week um, has has been very interesting because you know what you know we, we're just in the middle of this pandemic right now. Correct. We're in the middle of a pandemic that we were showing improvement, and then it gets worse, and it gets better again, and then you know, we graduate phases and businesses opens, you know, schools closed down though. And now they're starting to talk about letting students, but then again, they see numbers rising. That's how it is here in Pierce County here in, in Tacoma, Washington. I don't know how it is over wherever you're listening from. Um, you know, but, um, it, it's, it's, it's really wonky up and down, you know, and it's, it's very frustrating as a medical assistant because, you know, as uh, you know, every day that goes by, um, you know, we're, we continue to swap COVID, you know, we're, we, we continue to have people that walk in that call telehealth that seek, you know, testing, you know, and I think I'd mentioned at one podcast that there are deceptive people either by, you know, not, not disclosing at the front or on a phone call, why does I want to be seen and potentially sitting in a foyer exposing everybody else or saying it's one thing, um, when it's really, um, when it's really just the testing you want, and then you come in and, you know, we're in contact with you and you come out to say, well, you have COVID symptoms. You just didn't want to say you could have potentially exposed someone there. It's just, it's, it's just ridiculous, you know? And <clears throat> the, excuse me, the thing that I hate, I'm not, I mean, hate's a strong word. I'm sorry. But the thing that drives me really crazy is that, you know, that's all I feel about. That, that's what I feel that this whole podcast has been about COVID-19, you know, it's a big part of our lives. So, you know, if I bore anybody, you know, I'm really sorry. And and I do have to mention, you know, I'm really impressed. Um, I've got listeners from India, from Uganda, from United Kingdom, uh, Barbados, from India, from all over the world. And I'm so excited, you know. So, you know, you know, send me a message. Let me know. How's it going? You know, how's, how's COVID going in your part of the country or on your part of the world, you know? As well, for all of those of you that are listening to me here in the U.S. that find me on Apple uh, Podcasts or, 
on um, on Anchor or Overcast, wherever you find me, you know, go ahead and send me a message and let me know. How is it affecting you, if you're a medical assistant or not? doesn't matter. Let me know how it's affecting you. And what I'd like to do is get you on the podcast and, 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 and interview you, you know. So get a hold of me. Send me a message. Give me a way to get a hold of you. I'll contact and we'll communicate. We'll get you on the show to to let us know how it is you've been dealing with it. Again, this goes to uh, the listeners here in the U.S. and those that are around the world, which are, I thank again uh, that you guys are a part of my my success here. But, um, you know, saying, so we, the, the the trend continues, you know, and, and it's, again, it's frustrating because when you feel like it's getting better, you know, because we'll have a day, maybe two days that could go by sometimes and we won't have any any testing to do or, you know, anybody to have to deal with, but I mean, either way, we were prepared for it. We signed up for it, and 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 I love being part of the solution. And you know, I'm, I'm an adrenaline junkie, and and I like being in the middle of the stuff that that can be dangerous. You know, um, and yeah, so that's just how that goes. But now there's a new concern, a new danger facing us, and that is the influenza season coming up. You know, we've already started giving our flu vaccines last week. Um, and I received my flu shot. I do every year, and I have since as early as I can remember. But now we're trying to, you know, when 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 the when COVID first hit, I remember going to my clinic manager and my my lead and saying, "Hey, you know, there's something that's not being taken into consideration here. There's something that's not being talked about here, and this is something I know very well about, very very well about, is." You know anything having to do with disaster? You know, I've I'm I'm a, I'm a cert uh, train the trainer. I train people in in, in disaster response to to include uh, you know biochemical you know terrorism response and all that uh, since 9/11. So you know this thing about access is just part of it. It's the psychology of a disaster. What I mean is is that so let's say you're in an emergency room. You work in an emergency room, right? Or let's say you work at Office Depot and you've got one um, one toner left for a copier, uh, printer, whatever, right? And the whole city knows that you only have one. And they're calling and bugging and, you know, you know, can you hold it for me? No, I can't. First come, first serve. You know, and everybody you spoke to, all 5,000 people on the phone you've spoken to tell you, I'm on my way. Well, what's that? That's an access issue because you don't know how to control that access. You don't know what's going to happen. And in turn, that becomes... A disaster. Why? Because, you know, a definition of disaster is anything that interrupts the normal uh, activity of life, the regular activity of life, anything that disrupts it, whether it's man-made, terroristic, you know, chemical, biochemical, whatever. If it interferes and interrupts the regular, um, you know, walk of life or the regular, you know, the the usual um, working day, it's considered a disaster. Now, the psychology of it is, how do you how do you work with these people that are of you know mob mentality because that's really what it is you know people get upset and they push and they shove and their kid is more important than yours and you know they're more sick than you are and it, it becomes his big best and then that turns in that can turn into us I've seen it happen when I worked at Seattle Children's and 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 um, you know uh, the swine flu hit you know we had hundreds of, of families in front of the emergency room you know and. You know, I spent 48 hours fit training nurses to teach them how to, you know, properly put on a, a, a helmet and, and, and to test and, and stuff like that. But 
you know, I was part of a, a, a children's emergency response team, which, which we trained specifically to be able to take charge of the entrances and make sure not just everybody runs in, potentially exposing everybody or, or causing a hazard, you know, or, you know, anything violent happening. And, and, that's, and that's what we have to look at now, you know. If you work in a clinic of, let's say, family practice, right? Because family practice and urgent cares and ERs get hit hard, obviously, you know. Um, those in private, more you know, like orthopedics or neurosurgery, cardiology, I, I don't know how, how versed they are in giving flu vaccines, but when it comes to, you know, urgent cares and family practice, you know, that's, that's our job in emergency rooms. That's our job is to, you know, handle you guys as you walk in. And so, and I know family practice and urgent care, at least in mine, you know, we do give the flu vaccine, but family practice is huge and it's known, you know, that I'm going to go get my flu vaccine if it's not at a Walgreens or a Rite Aid or CVS or wherever, Safeway, you know. So, you know, you, you start, er, you know, later, in, early early to later in the year, you know, October, and, you know, you, you hope that people are walking in in an orderly fashion, that you don't just get this huge push for vaccines, you know. One thing that drives me crazy is every year, the first type of vaccine that we run out of is the high dose for those of 65 and above. You know, and, and people think that, well, you know, you never order enough and that's a problem because I'm 65 and above and I have pneumonia or, you know, I have, have asthma or COPD and, and you, you never have enough vaccines. That happens every year and they get upset, which rightfully so. But here's the thing about that. As these vaccines are created, in these laboratories, because remember, they're inactivated viruses. As they're created, they only send out or they give or they, they send out allotments. In other words, you know, us as a University of Washington can't say, okay, we want 10,000 high-dose vaccines. It doesn't work like that, to my knowledge. They say, okay, we're going to send you, you know, 500 here, 1,500 there, 2,000 here, you know, and it's up to us as the entity to, to, to distribute them as as we see fit, right? And I guess to demographic population, whatever. Um, but, you know, so yeah, that's always been an issue. High dose vaccines running out, you know, and, and, and that's always been a, a damn headache. But my, my concern here, and I hope all of you listening here can, can think about this, if you haven't thought about it already, is, well, you know, now that the weather's changing, it's getting colder. You know, sometimes the, the the fall season can be an allergy for some people. You know, so what's going to happen is, is you're going to have somebody walking into your clinic with a runny nose saying, I have the flu or saying I have COVID, when really it could just be an allergy or it could just be, an, you know, a simple head cold. No one's going to know the difference. We're not going to know the difference. You know, as a matter of fact, I mean, as it is right now, we have to isolate people. You know, we have to keep people in, in their cars. We try and push telehealth as much as we can. So, you know, not only do we not expose everybody, but we keep from exposing, you know, anybody that comes into the building and in turn exposing, you know, keeping from being, our, you know, exposing ourselves. And that's very hard to, to control. And some say, well, you can't control it. Well, sh of course you can. You have to, you have to, you have to take charge. You know, you have to control that access. You have to be able to close those doors or, or, or have a funnel system or, or have a way where you have somebody in PPE out in front of the door saying, hey, what are you here for? And please don't lie. You know, are you here for upper respiratory? 
Are you here because of flu concerns? Are you here for COVID concerns? You know, so it's just going to be, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. So I implore all of you out there that are family practice, urgent care, emergency rooms, think about it because obviously COVID is an unprecedented uh, pandemic, obviously. I mean, there's, there, there's, you know, numerous types of, 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 of COVID uh, strains uh, before us, like I said, or before this one, like I said, look on the back of a Lysol can and it says, you know, coronavirus, you know, it's, it's nothing new. It's just, this is a new strain and it's a, it's a horrible strain. It does horrible, horrible things, you know, but you need to, you, you need to, you need to start looking at access and control. How are you going to control the people? How are you going to control, you know, gangs and mobs of people trying to come in and get and treatment and then they can't get treatment quick enough because somebody else is ahead of them or there's 20 people ahead of them you know it could turn into a fight a riot how are you going to control that you need to sit down and think about that you know you need to sit down and think you need to talk to your management and say how are we going to handle you know triple quadruple you know amount of people coming in because they think that they might have COVID because right now I guarantee you Anybody that has a sniffle, a runny nose, or a headache, you know, they're not going to think, well, maybe I, I, maybe I have the flu and not COVID. Maybe I have just a head cold. <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe I have this. Man. No, it's going to be COVID. Everyone's going to feel like they got COVID. They might say, well, I hope it's just a cold. Well, I hope it's a flu. Well, you know, it's interesting because <clears throat> before, we, before we test, a lot of times they'll do rapid straps to, you know, rule out that it might be, you know, something else a bacteria another virus you know rapid flus whatever you know so all of these other viral infections bacterial that we hope that people don't have now it's kind of funny we hope they have them because if you don't have if you're not positive on a rapid strep especially on a group b strep because you know when you when you run a rapid strep comes back negative it's an a b but when it comes back negative you want to culture it anyways because the group b strep has a very high rate of of of, de- of deceiving the 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 rapid test you know and then there you go we got to treat right um you know and those that have you know bacteria you know um or colds or you know pneumonia anything bacterial viral right and we're going to have to you know double time it now triple time it now to do these rapid, you know, treatments, you know. Hey, you know what my suggestion is? Is this. If you've got a whole bunch of people coming in, we tell them, please sit in your vehicle or have a designated area where they all sit. You know, test them, send them on their way, run the rapid flu, run the rapid uh, COVID, you know, run the rapid strep, you know, and whatever comes back positive, that's what you treat them for, you know. And, and, if, and if it seems like the usual culprit here will be something viral well you know that's something you have to monitor and just let it work its way through your system you know chicken soup fluids 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 you know electrolyte pedialyte fluids 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 you know as we know antibiotics kill bacteria. you know um you, you you some can be given for viral you know for some viral infections which help to uh, inhibit the to, to intercept and, and help stop the uh, viral replication but we need you need to sit down and figure out how are we going to control all these people? How are we going to how are we going to say, hey, you know what, all of you fifty people, slow down. Here's what we're going to do. You need to sit down and think about it and figure it out and put it into practice and and practice it. Have mock runs. Have you know pretend you know have everybody in the clinic pretend like this or do a moulage, whatever you know. 
But I implore you out there, you know, all those out there that are clinical and urgent cares, emergency rooms especially, you know, you guys better, you know, find a way to control it because it's it's one thing to be, you know, in a in PPE for, for 10, 12 hours. And it's another thing to be in PPE for 10, 12 hours and running around like crazy trying to manage access, trying to manage people. Because let's say the, it's not the adult that's sick. Let's say it's the child. Man, you know, I know with, with, with my daughter, with any of my kids, if I feel like, you know, there something's going to happen, you better believe I'm going to fight, I'm going to push. You better believe, you know, my child is more important. I mean, you know, I know better because I, I can't be, that'd be unethical for me to think that way. But naturally, as a parent, that's how you feel. That's how you think. So, again, what's the answer? What's the appropriate procedure? What do you do? You learn how to control access. You know what you can do? Go to the FEMA website. Take the online FEMA certifications. Uh, the, um, you know, the, the ISC, uh, you know, 1100, 700, you know. It, that's, that's good education, you know. It's a good way to affirm, reaffirm uh, FEMA that, that you've learned, you know. And, and something to be proud of. You, know, you can download a certificate. You can hang it on your wall. You can be proud that you know something about disasters and, and mitigation and, 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 and the psychology of it. Because there's a lot of psychology going on here. A lot of It's all psychology. You know, those of us in the, in, in the healthcare field, you know, I'm not saying we're psychologists, nor do we pretend to act as, but you know, it is a game of, I, I think medical is the most ultimate form of customer service. You know, we, we have to be able to be unbiased. We have to be able to be ethical, no matter if you're, you know, a heroin uh, user coming in because you're nauseous or or let's say you're 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 someone that comes in you know for STI and and penicillin or ceftriaxone injections every 6 weeks cuz you keep getting a a venereal disease or an STI you know I got to keep my bias out of that you know I have to think hey you know you you deserve treatment no matter what so you, it's it's very important to learn the psychology of it cuz if if you can't understand the psychology of it you can't understand yourself you have to put yourself in a position of how do I control this scene? How do I, how can I look at it the way they're looking at it? Because, you know, if, if, if I go out there and say, you know, I'm something, you know, and this is, you know, a response to the pandemic and we're handling it my way and this is where we're going to do it. You know, that's, that's just ignorant. That's stupid. You know, I might as well just, you know, throw myself against the wall and the floor and, and beat myself up. It's not like that. You know, you have to understand individuality there. And people's you know, interpretations, perception is everything. So yeah, so what do we have to worry about now? You know, will will the flu vaccine and the COVID vaccine will they get together and have a kid? You know, the mega COVID or the mega flu or whatever. That's a very real probability or possibility as well. You know, so if if we're already having problems since the beginning, people wearing masks and thinking, you know, that they don't have to or don't tell me because, you know, I'm of this race or don't tell me because you can't control my you know, all those ignorant people out there, all those ones that are, are the reason why things are progressing the way that they are because they choose not to abide by rules and regulations. Yeah. Those are the dumb uh, okay, those, I'll, I'll be clean about it. Those are the idiots you have to worry about. Okay. And if you're one of those idiots and I've offended you, good. Get a hold of me and let me know how I've made you feel and, and, you know, and let's talk. All right, guys. So, again, think about it, you know. Um, if, if you're a medical assistant, uh, nurse, NP, PA, you know, a lab tech or front desk staff, you know, a doctor, whatever, 
you know, this is something we need to sit down and talk about is how are we gonna how are we gonna control this thing? Because you think we've had news, you know, up until now, just wait. We're gonna have more news. Okay, so please sit down, think about it. And all of you out there that are listening that are not of medical inclination, you know, try and remember, please keep yourself safe. Keep everybody else safe by not just, you know, walking into a clinic, running into a clinic, you know, call your doctor, call the urgent care. It's their job to talk to you. It's their job to give you the service, you know. And I know it's frustrating. I know a lot of times you end up on hold for an hour or you just end up on hold. You decide to hang up and walk in. I understand that. You know, it's happened to me. So, you know, like I said, those of you that are of non-clinical indication or inclination, excuse me, think about how you can keep yourself safe. Remember that you need to keep away from mobs of people. You know, if you drive by an urgent care and there's a whole bunch of cars, keep driving, buddy. Keep going until you find one that doesn't have as many cars in the parking lot. Because more than likely, you know, you're going to be in a line and more than likely you're, you're more, you, you'll be exposed to something. Okay? All right. So, you know, the overall point I'm trying to make here, all of us here, let's think about it. Let's make rational decisions. Let's, let's, let's protocol. Let's prioritize. Let's make these things happen the right way. Because that's what we need to do. We need to take care of each other. We need to get through this together. COVID was one thing. Now we're going through influenza. That's another thing. Now we've got to get through influenza COVID. And then who knows what else is coming after that. So we're a long way from being okay. We're a long way from being done, no matter what this guy in Washington says. You know, it's a, it's a lie. You're never immune to it. You're never immune. Immunity lasts maybe two or three months, the science says it. And then you can be reinfected. And I've seen it happen. We've tested the people, and it's happened. So please don't drink that Kool-Aid. You know, you you can be re-exposed and you can and you can you, you, you can just be re-exposed to the virus. So please, let's think clearly and let's take care of each other, okay? All right, guys, again, my name's Santino Tez for All Things Medical Assistant. Um, check me out at uh, my blog at allthingsmedicalassistant.com. And I want to announce a new podcast that I've started called A Paranormal Site. That's S-I-G-H-T. Paranormal site. Uh, uh, well, dot com will be my blog as well. That's not up yet. I'm still working on it. But if you look for paranormal sites on Anchor, uh, please stop by. I have a couple of episodes um, posted, and basically, you know, I have this interest in the paranormal, and uh, more so recently because, well, there's been some really, really interesting things happening here in my home. Uh, there's been some really interesting things that have been told to me, so it's just kind of pushed me into it, you know, and, I, and it's it's just an interest I've always had, and, and I just want to pursue it a little bit more, okay? So if you can, uh, look for Paranormal Site, P-A-R-A-N-O-R-M-A-L-S-I-G-H-T, Paranormal Site by Santino Teas, and uh, give it a listen, okay, and I appreciate it. Again, Santino Teas for All Things Medical Assistant. Check out allthingsmedicalassistant.com, my blog. And um, we'll talk to you soon.